0: Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the Conversations with Ross podcast. I'm Ross Carey. Thanks for listening. I'm to be joined right now by Vince Napo. Vince is an actor who is currently appearing on CW's drama Rain. You can follow him on Twitter at Vince Napo. That's N-A-P-P-O. Vince, thanks so much for taking the time to join the podcast today. Hey, Ross. Thanks for having me. Tell me what initially attracted you to acting in the first place.
1: Well, I started acting Actually, for extra credit in high school, <laughs> I was uh, not doing too well in a class that the drama director taught, some literature class, and uh, he was short on people for the fall play, which was a Tennessee Williams play called uh, Camino Real, and he offered extra credit. and At the time, I was like, well, I need it. So I, I auditioned, and I ended up just having a blast and getting introduced to a group of people that I had really never, you know, I really I'd had no real experience with uh, artists before, you know, I grew up playing sports, like a lot of other kids, like most of the kids around me, and my high school was very sports dominated, you know, and uh, a lot of emphasis was put on Sports, and this was something I stumbled into myself, you know, like I said at first extra credit, but I ended up falling in love with it almost immediately, and I went on to do as many plays as I could in high school. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Michigan uh, I'm originally from Woodhaven, Michigan, yeah, which is sort of the known as the Down
0: River area, uh, you know 20 miles outside of Detroit. So you start taking acting classes in high school. How does acting go from a recreation to a career for you?
1: Uh, Well, I just sort of kept doing it. You know, I I left high school. I went into college. Uh, I did a uh, couple years of community college in Michigan at first, and they had actually this incredible drama department uh, and then transferred away to school in Washington State, kept doing it. And, you know, I ended up doing a post-grad course in Wales for a bit, like a one-year course, came back into grad school in the States, a lot of school. Uh, And then I moved to New York in 2005 and started making a living (laughs) at first, you know, barely a living, uh, the theater, uh, I mean, I've done theater my whole life and it's an incredible place to be. And it's tough at times to earn a living doing it. Even some of the fantastic, fantastic off-Broadway stuff in New York, uh, it barely pays at times, you know? Um, but I broke into television a couple of years ago and, uh, between that and the theater I'm doing some commercial stuff.
0: It's, uh, it's going all right. Tell me about the transition from theater to film.
1: Well, it's quite a transition. You know, theater you get, if you're lucky nowadays, especially you get around a month to rehearse something, you get quite a few cracks at it, you know, getting it as right as you're going to get it. Uh, and then all of a sudden there's an audience there and, <laughs> you just sort of <laughs> leap off the mountain and uh hope that you survive all the bounces down it until you take your bite at the end of the night. Um and cameras just it's such an odd thing to, to do the same thing several times, several times, several times, you know, that you can stop, uh pick it up from where you left off if you're not getting it right, you know. Um the tricky thing is at times, at least for me when filming, there's something about the how broke broke up it is that uh, you can get in your head if you allow yourself to. You can, you can get in your head doing a play as well, but hopefully you don't have too much time to stay in your head during the performance because you only get one crack at it and it's, it's not stopping for anything, you know. Um, but on camera, you know, especially if you're really breaking up a scene with different shots, it's hard at times to not wonder. You know, am I doing anything good right now? You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about your show, Rain. Tell me about this part, about the role, and how it all came to be for you.
1: Uh, well, I play uh, General Renaud, a French general. And um, I, uh, well, I was out in L.A. Uh, at the end of last year for a couple different things, a chemistry session for something on an HBO. And and I uh, ended up just putting myself on tape for it. But I but funny enough, I had a meeting with the CW, some people there the day before, and the, the audition tape I made got some real interest from casting. Casting sent it immediately to producers. People I met with at the CW got wind of, you know, that this audition went really well, and they got behind it, and it took a while, actually. I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't official uh, that it was my part. You know, this was, like, early to mid-December when all this started happening, It wasn't officially my part until, you know, mid to late January, and I started filming very beginning of February. And I ended up putting myself on tape several times. I mean, sort of as as I got more and more interest with the network, more and more people, you know, started chiming in and wanting to see, hey, let's have them do it this way, let's have them do it that way, let's give them some more stuff to look at. Um, They really, uh, you know, they really wanted to all feel confident in the person they were going with and I can understand that. It's, it's a big, uh, you know, uh, there's just a lot that goes behind it. Um, and so, uh, you know, I ended up getting it and I ended up, you know, in Toronto in the beginning of February and uh, and it's a great part. You know, it's, it's tricky. It's funny joining a show. I joined three quarters of the way through their second season and those guys, they shoot 22 episodes a season. They're working their butts off up there and so it's it's sort of and i was the biggest role that joined the show in a while and you know you join you join shows like this and a lot of times they don't even exactly know where your role is headed you know so you get introduced and just as you're kind of learning your part so are the writers so are the producers you know and uh and um So anyway, so I joined the show uh, as sort of someone that intercepts uh, Mary's plans about fleeing Scotland. And it appears at first that I'm going to be working for Narcisse, who's sort of at odds with the king and and Mary. And, uh, you know, little by little, we just see my character sort of um, taking advantage of opportunity. And you don't exactly know where his allegiance lies. You know, I think uh, his allegiance sort of lies with himself and uh, his personal goals and aspirations.
0: The show, for people wondering who Mary is, the show focuses largely on Mary, Queen of Scots, who was Queen of Scotland in the 1500s. What kind of challenges does doing a big period piece like this have on you as an actor?
1: Well, I'd never been on a horse before. And, uh, when I landed, I I landed in Toronto and they picked me up from the airport, took me straight to set and right into a, a costume fitting, which blew my mind and was incredible. Uh, and then, uh. And then, and then it's like, Hey, great done with costumes. We're going to take you down the hall. We're going to send you into a studio. You're going to learn a fight because in the first episode, your first scene, you kill a man with the bare hands. And so, uh, I had like two hours of, you know, pretty hardcore, uh, fight choreography and, uh, finished. And I'd never fought on camera. So that was a real thrill. And I ended up doing quite a bit of that on the show. And then, it, and then, out of that. And it was great. We're going to take you back to your hotel room and tomorrow morning we we'll are picking up at 9am to go, um, have your first horse riding lesson. <laughs> and so it was really into the frying pan, which was really great actually that there was no kind of, it wasn't really a slow ease and it was just bam right off the bat. Um, uh, sort of no other way, I guess, to kind of get up to speed with things and to just sort of get thrown out of the airplane. Uh, so that, um, we did uh, a lot of shooting outside and, and February in Toronto, I think this past one was the coldest they'd had. And it may have been 20 years. It may be more than that. It was brutally, brutally cold. I mean, uh, like negative 30 Fahrenheit with wind chill. It was no joke. And my first couple episodes, almost everything I shot was outside because my character hadn't made it to the castle yet. Um, he was off with of his army kind of living in the woods stuff um so i i had a lot of that and it's funny you know i was talking to a a, a producer friend that i worked with on red widow on abc a couple of years ago he's in new york working on a show We went up before leaving and he was talking about what they were going to be facing uh he's working on aka jessica jones And he was talking about how they were going to be doing a lot of shooting outside, and they're shooting here in New York. You know, this is the winter, and he was saying how it's going to get brutal. You know, the the things that happen to actors just physically, that they can't even control, working in the cold. How what happens to your face? You know, everything starts to really tighten up, and you and you you have a hard time talking at times. You know, your words your mouth just starts to freeze and it's funny, but I hadn't really, you know, I, I couldn't, I didn't quite understand. I mean, I knew what he was talking about, but it wasn't until I got in that cold and you're like, Oh, I have, I just feel like I have very little control of my mouth right now. And I'm going to go to make the word move. And that like move isn't going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> um, and so you was sort of battling the elements. And then at the same time, making it hopefully not look like you're battling the elements, you know? um, And that was the biggest role I'd done on TV. The Red Widow on ABC was a three episode thing. Uh, This was six straight episodes and and really getting the sense of what it's like to not know, uh, not have your script. Like you're starting filming your next episode in a day. Uh, There's no day off between finishing. You don't have your new script yet and you don't know what the schedule is going to be. So You might finish the episode on a Wednesday and be going into filming your next episode on a Thursday, and you might be shooting huge scenes, you know, and I had that happen. I I, I was pretty lucky with not getting too, you know, hammered by stuff like that. And God knows the leads on the show are facing that stuff all the time, but I had one turnaround where, sure enough, you know, we got the script late maybe midday, and I was filming that day and I had to start filming the next episode the next day, and it was a very big scene, very wordy, and you just you know, it's great things like that that sort of force you to to buck up and draw on your reserves and, and just do it, you know
0: I want to go back to something you said that sort of led to this uh, you were doing a chemistry sure. test for HBO what do they have you do in a chemistry test?
1: Well, it's funny that one, that particular one, I actually didn't work with uh, the actor, um, it was uh, Danny McBride, and it was for this show of Vice Principals on HBO that's going to be coming out real soon, and it's going to be just incredible. <laughs> and uh, so I went out there, and I I thought I was going to be working with him in the room. Uh, he actually watched me work with casting, but I went out a while back. I can't remember the name of what it was. It didn't end up getting, I mean, the pilot got made, but it didn't get picked up. But I went out oh, about a year before that, and I actually worked with uh, the lead who I would have been playing opposite with. And it's, I think, you know, basically a, a chance for producers, for writers to get in the room with you if, if they think that you're a real possibility you know, sort of the step sometimes that happens right before like testing for something. And so at that time I was actually out on a Broadway national tour called million dollar quartet. I was playing Sam Phillips on that. And, and I was doing a lot of auditioning from the road, just filming myself, getting it to my manager. And at the time they, you know, casting got in touch and said, "Will he fly out here to LA and, you know, do this chemistry session. And, and, you know, it's at that point, it's like, well, they're only probably bringing in a couple of people to work with this, you know, the lead on this show. And, uh, you know, you do it.
0: <laughs> I want to mix it up a little bit. Tell me about your worst audition experience. Oh, gosh, my
1: worst audition experience. Um, what was? Oh, you know what? Actually, well, funny enough, it was for Million Dollar Quartet, which I booked uh, and I. Uh, I don't know that I've, well, uh, so I, I, um, I had a great initial audition with Eric Schaefer, the director. This was for the Broadway national tour of it. So I I had a great audition with him in casting and, uh, you know, a week and a half later, my manager says, Hey, they want you to go back in the room. So I go back, went back in the room with, um, a bunch of producers on it. Uh, the writers, just a, a big group of people in the room. And, you know, at the time, I was sort of uh, oh, not really a fan of auditioning. <laughs> I don't know, like who is like sometimes it's fantastic, and sometimes you just it just feels awkward and unnatural, and and a lot of it I think at times is you being your worst enemy, and I think at that point in my career I sort of I was a I think I was becoming a bit of a big enemy. And I was thinking about things a bit too much. So I went in this room thinking that I really had a real shot at this, uh, part. And, uh, I walked in and one of them, one of the producers was, uh, just staring at me. And I felt like, I felt like, like trying to get in my head, like, or intimidating. And it's funny because everyone else seems so lovely. And I, I almost stopped dead in my tracks. And I was like, ah, I just lost, I just lost it. I just lost my part. I don't care. I'm upset with this person. I don't need this. You know, I remember turning around for a second and then turning back and launching into it. And I ended up having a great audition, but I was really, really, I was livid. I was angry and I thanked everyone. And I walked out of the room. I remember I walked over. I grabbed my bag kind of really hard. And I think people looked around probably in the lobby waiting for their auditions. And I was like, Oh, and I walked over, I remember punching the elevator button <laughs> almost like, like with my finger, just like, ah, and just as the elevator doors were opening, I hear Vince, Vince, can you come back? And so I went back and said, Hey, can you come back in the room for a second? I walked back in the room and the person that was staring me down or that I thought was staring me down was the first person to like leap out of his chair. And he was like, Vince, the Prince. (laughs) And they were like, come on back in here. And I came back in and they they worked with me a bit more. And then I left and I remember thinking to myself, you're a jerk. Like, you know, you, (laughs) you, you've got to get off your own. Yeah, really. You know that you've got to get off your back. And then they had me in one more time. and That same person was totally lovely to me. And later that day I found out that I got the part and I was like, Wow, and I always think of that audition, you know, because I really did in that, I think it was maybe a turning point for me, which isn't to say that every audition since then has been a, you know, a field of roses or something, you know, but I think that day I sort of got to that point where it was like, there's kind of no turning back, you know, you kind of have to, you got to go down that road or that road, you know, so, yeah.
0: It's about 50-50, with I uh, ask everyone about the worst audition experience, and about half of the people end up getting the part off of it anyway. It's kind of funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ugh,
0: brutal. <laughs> Is being a working actor what you expected it to be? Um. Uh... uh
1: n- n- no? <laughs> I think... Um. It's, uh, it's sort of a beautiful mixed bag. It's, uh, it's funny. I think back to a lot of school that I did a lot of grad school and they seemed, even though they could be brutal times too, and you're trying to craft your art under a microscope, you know, faculty that bores down on you and rips you to pieces and puts you back together. And, um, but I think back all the time to the plays that we did, that we created on our own and various programs I trained in, And a lot of times I feel like that stuff was the best stuff. Um, and you get out, you know, and you, and depending on how big a show you're working on, how much money there is behind it and how many producers have a say and how many other people have a say. And it's easy at times to feel a little lost within that uh, it's easy to feel like uh do we care about art at all or even I mean art's a funny word to use right I mean it, it, do we care about anything other than having followers right now for this or and um but then you have incredible moments of really uh, an incredible group of people coming together and creating uh something sort of miraculous and you see that that can also happen within this massive machine of it all with all these voices and, you know, um, I don't know. I'm sort of rambling. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I knew what to
0: expect, becoming a, a, a working actor, earning a living at it, you know? Did you have delusions of grandeur when you were first breaking in? Did you have the mindset of, oh, I'll move out to New York or L.A., I'll get my first Broadway show in a year, transition to TV <laughs> in two years, win an Emmy, become the biggest box office draw in the history of the world? Did <laughs> that course. sort of mindset creep <laughs> in? Uh,
1: uh, well, you know, uh, a, a little bit. I, I mean, maybe not, you know, straight into an, uh, an Academy Award-winning film, I did leave grad school thinking that maybe Broadway wasn't too far away, you know, because I had done so much theater training. And, you know, I, I always was kind of one of the big dogs in whatever program I was in. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I really don't. But I just, uh, I got a lot of attention uh, from the directors, you know, the teachers. Uh, I got a lot of great parts. and I, I worked incredibly hard. You know, and, um, I was rewarded for it and, and, uh, the, it really is, you know, it doesn't matter sometimes how, how good and how much you've done you get to New York or my, my experience was going, you know, I'm here through New York. So I, I left Denver uh, where I went to grad school and came here, New York is in ocean. <laughs> you see just how many fish are swimming around looking for food, you know, um, I also, but I, you know, I, I, I was a little older coming here. You know, I, I, I think about people who came to New York or LA or wherever they jump in professionally at like the age of 21 or something, you know, I, I was a little later than that. And so I, uh, I sort of, um, I sort of, and this is going back to high school. I think I learned how hard you have to work and that and that sort of that was the only way for me that was the way that i saw the best results was working incredibly hard you know and so i i sort of knew that that was that that was how i had to do it was to be a hard worker and i liked i liked being a really hard worker at it you know i wasn't good in in at, at, at school oh it was terrible in, in grade school and high school with the classes we had to take i just I, just, I, don't know, I had not I had hard time caring about a lot of stuff but I loved uh working incredibly hard in theater and I love it on in television you know um and so uh and I think that and I think that I also I think I I, I think I knew early on that uh I, I wasn't just going to hit it overnight you know and I also had some really it's interesting I had some good people in the different training programs I was in say something to me and it didn't make me scream and run out of the room, which is incredible. But I remember them, various people saying to me, you know, you're going to have to be patient. Uh, and when you hit your thirties, you're going to work like crazy. And I remember being like 22 and having someone say that. And I was like, Oh dear God. (laughs) But like, I've always been a character actor. Uh, always, I was all, pushed towards that stuff and in college and grad school, which I love. I love, I love so many character actors. Um, and, um, in that stuff, you just sort of kind of mature into work like that. You know, the cool thing is I'm also being pushed towards like leading character men type stuff, which is, you know, uh, fantastic, but uh, you know, I, I'd be lying if I, did, if I said that I didn't have some sort of delusions of grandeur, you know, but I, I, I never thought that I, I was just going to like wake up, you know, the next morning after a great audition or something and realize that I was, you know,
0: the star. You've been listening to Vince Nappo. You can follow him on Twitter at Vince Napo, That's N-A-P-P-O. And watch him on CW's Rain. Vince, thanks so much for taking the time to join the podcast today. Thanks for having me.